0: Hey, folks, and welcome to the Digino you know Crypto Podcast. Today's podcast is going to be a solo one for me. And basically, I'm just going to be doing about 20 minutes of going over the mistakes that I've made since I've been in this space, whether it's about trading or understanding what Bitcoin is or anything like that. I think it's important to acknowledge where we've been wrong, why we were wrong, and how we kind of grew out of that experience and learned more about ourselves and how to. You know, basically just approach life, jobs, the space, whatever it may be, in a better, more educated way. So I really appreciate you guys listening to the episode. If you want to help out, best thing you can do, iTunes, five-star review, written review, anything else, go to supportmypodcast.com. That's supportmypodcast.com. And we have all the stuff, whether it's going to be Uh, shopping through our amazon link or supporting us like patreon using bitbacker bitcoin donations any way you can help really appreciate it keeps the coffee in my pot keeps the diapers on my children and it keeps the microphone working so anyways i really do appreciate you guys you are the reason that i do this because if no one was listening and i had zero downloads i wouldn't be making any more of these so i really do appreciate it and enjoy the rest of the show Hey folks, and welcome to today's show. This is gonna be a solo one with just me. So, actually, what I wanna talk about was kind of a overview of where I have messed up in the past. Now, all of us who have been in this space for any given amount of time, and especially those who got in in 2017, could probably point to quite a few instances where they made mistakes, or where they were wrong about something. Anybody who doesn't uh, probably isn't worth listening to. I mean, everyone has uh, made a mistake or or not understood an aspect of this space. And I just kind of wanted to go over what mine were. Um, I have no idea how long this episode's actually going to go, but um, I'm actually dabbling. I'm hoping to keep this under about 15 minutes because I, I, I've been thinking about creating a mini cast um, uh, or short cast. I don't know. That's kind of dumb name to, to call it, but uh, you know, something along those lines. I'll probably just stick with that name anyways. And uh, just make it kind of a little bit shorter instead of having full hour-length interviews or full hour-length episodes every single time. Although I do like the long form. So I would say that for those of you who haven't listened to the show before or haven't heard the episodes where I've mentioned a little bit in my background, uh, just to kind of give the TLDR on it, I First got into Bitcoin around 2013. Uh or at least I first heard of it probably in 2012, maybe early 2013. Uh or late 2012, early 2013. But it was it was in the spring of 2013 I started mining, or maybe it was even earlier than that. I can't remember. It was it was really early in 2013. I started mining uh Litecoin. And I found old wallets that if I'd actually Kept hold of that Litecoin when I first started mining. All the stuff that I had mined, um, I would probably have. This was I remember I did the the calc. This was right around when I think Litecoin was like 150 bucks or something like that, and I would have had like eight to 12 million dollars in in Litecoin uh, in the value because that was mainly the 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 crypto that I was mining. Uh, basically, because I was using GPUs, uh, Bitcoin had already moved over to ASICs by that point, so. The GPU mining was, was pretty much, uh, I do a little bit of Dogecoin, Dogecoin uh, Ron Paul coin, whatever coin was most profitable that day. And then I dump it on Cripsy, but it was mostly Litecoin. And anyways, why did I do that? Because I understood what Bitcoin was, or I had an idea of it. I'll, I'll kind of go into uh, one of the other things I want to talk about was not really understanding what Bitcoin was. And I didn't trust my instincts. But most importantly, I didn't trust uh, what I knew to be true. I was not as well read on the subject of economics and just overall what Bitcoin actually is at that time. But I did understand the concept of central bank policies were not conducive towards continuing a stable system to allowing people to maintain the value of their wealth that they've traded their time or services, or whatever, um, for. I guess that is the same thing. And overall, it was just a incomplete system. It was a system that did not work. Or I should say, it does work. It works very well. For very specific people, it works well for governments who want to borrow money to maintain short-term or achieve short-term goals, namely to get re-elected or accomplish some sort of social position that you uh, think is important, and to take that and take that price, take that that tax, if you want to call it that, on uh, on your current. Money, right? So the same thing with it works with the credit card. I am not paying that price right now. I'm saying I'll pay that later uh, with a fee on top of it. And so it's a good way to offload the cost of your products onto future generations. Or I shouldn't say what, what the government does as a product, the cost of your programs onto a future generation. And it's also a great way to pay off old money that's more valuable with new money that's less valuable. So the Fed itself has said that they target a 2% inflation rate per year. So if you are, you're losing a purchasing power of about 2% every single year, if they actually did what they wanted to, but let's just call it 2%. So you're losing that 2% value every single year. Um, And that compounds um, in, in, in reverse. And so 30 years from now, you're, that money that you're using uh, that you borrowed 30 years ago that's now due for that bond today to be paid off, you're taking money that has less purchasing power and paying off a debt to somebody who borrowed it to you when at the time it had more purchasing power. It's actually a pretty good deal. This is why whenever you hear people going like, I remember when it used to cost a quarter to get a gallon of gas. It's not because gasoline was cheaper then. Um, it is because the money um our, our dollars had a higher purchasing uh or a better purchase value and so i understood that i understood that fiat currencies uh are inherently um unstable over time uh, you can keep like the us dollar has actually been pretty stable ish um if you look in the very short term uh, from 1965 onward uh it's it's been relatively stable compared to some other countries like I'm looking over at um my collection I've been making of inflated currencies like I have a 500 billion um Yugoslavian dinar I have a 100 million Venezuelan bolivar a 100 trillion uh Zimbabwe dollar uh, and then 100 billion or 100 million mark note from 1923 in Germany and and just it shows that there are a lot of examples of hyperinflation that occurs in countries and the US dollar compared to those has been relatively stable but they become less stable over time uh, especially if spending increases which with a central bank with the ability to print money with the ability to shovel off economic realities till a later period, say 2008, we went in there, we did not make those people, the banks uh, that were trading these derivatives that were over leveraging themselves, we did not make them pay the price. And yes, the average Joe uh, on Main Street, as they like to say, would have borne the brunt of that. But all that happened by us going in, and by us, I mean the U.S. government going in and bailing them out, all that happened was that they got to keep their companies, they got to keep their bonuses. A couple of companies did go out of business, but overall, everybody else was fine. And they actually ended up in a better financial position. Overall, they got money. They were able to buy even more distressed assets um, that they saw that were valuable and, and to come out better on the other end. They did not have to learn a lesson. And when you make... And, and when you send bad signals into the markets, people read those signals as truth. And when it's a falsehood, when it's a fake signal being sent out, or it's an obscured signal, it's not actually showing you what's actually the, the reality is, people uh, in the market react to the, to the falsehood as reality, and they make decisions that they then have to bear the burden when the truth is finally revealed. So it's a long way to say, I understood how all this works. And I understood why Bitcoin was better. I understood that Bitcoin was a better, more sound money. I understood that it made it so that, you know, a sound money is easily spendable compared to say gold. But I didn't trust my instincts. I didn't trust what I knew. And now we're approaching about nine minutes. So this will not be one of these mini-casts. Um, but anyways, I didn't, I didn't trust my instincts and I didn't, I didn't trust what I knew. And because of that, I paid probably what will be, hopefully will be the most expensive financial mistake I've ever made. Now I didn't lose that money. It's not like I'm eight to $10 million in the hole, but, uh, by not trusting my instincts, I, I lost out. I lost out on an opportunity. I did not seize upon that opportunity. And I'm I'm very happy for the people that did. I'm very happy for the people that recognized it, were were um, recognized it uh, earlier or at the same time that I did and seized upon it. I mean, just think of all the people that got in, even in like 2015 and were just dollar cost averaging $100 a month for a couple of years. Um, and I'm sure that they did quite well and I'm very happy for them. Uh, the other big mistake that I made was was in 2017. Now, I kind of after Mount Gox um, and the you know Bitcoin dumped, and I can't remember at what point in 2014 that I it must have been late summer, early fall because that's when we made our move. Um, we were in Idaho at the time and, and that's what when I was mining actually it was really nice because it was so insanely cheap, relatively speaking, not compared to China, but, you know, most U.S. states um, to, to mine there. The electricity was like sub five cents a kilowatt. And uh, so w- when we were going to do the move, I just, you know, there's a lot of stuff. It was a you know, new job and, uh, you know, packing. Uh, we just had our, our son uh, not too long before that. And, you know, two kids under the age of three trying to move across the country and all this stuff. I was just kind of like, I got too much going on. So I went on eBay. I sold all my mining equipment. uh, I I paid back my friend who had loaned me some money to buy the second rig. Uh, And and I basically, I made like a little bit of money. I don't even, I think by the end of it, uh, by the time, you know, I paid for the losses on the the machines and stuff like that. It really was pretty much a wash. Uh, at that point with the depressed prices and and it was a good learning experience actually because i learned how to put together a, you know like a basic computer system you know just put in a motherboard the cpu and all that i'd never done that before and it, it you know that was that was a good learning experience i was very happy with that but so i sold everything off and i i think i had you know you know quarters of a litecoin here and you know a 10th a, a of a bitcoin or you know, weed over across a couple of wallets and those types of things, and my wallet.dat files that I'd recently found uh, about a year ago. I was like, oh, wow, I still got a little bit left over here. Hey, folks, I hope that you're enjoying this episode as much as we are. I don't have any sponsors, so if you could go over to supportmypodcast.com, you'll see all the different ways that you can support the podcast from Amazon links to a bunch of other stuff. You could back us on BitBacker with crypto, but most of all, if you can go to iTunes. And leave a five star and a written review. It'd be very, very helpful. So thanks again and enjoy the rest of the show. Anyways, I, I, I kinda dropped off the map. I was reading up on Bitcoin. You know, I, I kept a Google news alert, so I was kind of aware of what was kind of going on. I wasn't participating. I was not in the spaces. I was not on Reddit. I wasn't on, you know, anything really talking about. It. I was still, you know, a proponent of it, but it was just like I got distracted by other things for a couple of years. And it was late twenty sixteen I started to Per you know, it, it I have to admit, it was the price. I started going, oh wow, it's actually coming back up again. And I started going, man, you know what I should have kept. You know, that's when the first time I was like, I knew I should have kept it. It's like breaking eight hundred now or a thousand or whatever it was right at the end of the year. And so I was like, Well, that's kind of interesting. Maybe I maybe I should buy a little bit more Bitcoin again and and do that. And then I use this one of the things I kind of forgot about and I started reading a little bit more and then I got back in springish or whatever and i started to fancy myself a trader like everybody else was right um and i was doing well kind of but i started to realize uh you know like i was making money on trades i was doing well but i was not able to actually do i was making enough mistakes where i should not have been trading with real money um, I did okay uh, up until the end. And then I actually, you know, I did lose quite a bit of money uh, in the bear market. Uh, I was I was convinced it was popping back up um, a lot faster than it ever did. And that I was not convinced it was gonna go down. Which proves further that I didn't know what I was doing when I was reading those charts. And I do believe that technical analysis and all the kind of chart trading stuff does have merit. I don't think that it's voodoo, but I do think like any other skill or art, if you want to be good, you have to put a lot of time in. If you want to be great, then you need to put in a lot of time. And I am not passionate about trading. Uh, I was starting to read books. I was starting to do courses and videos and all that. And I, I, I was starting to understand it. Uh, which is why I didn't completely lose my butt. But I also realized I'm not passionate about it. I don't care that much to do it. Like, I didn't find any love in doing it, and I felt like it was work. And I don't want to dedicate myself to another thing that I feel like is work. Like, I should preface that, that... The, the idea that, uh, you know, if you find something you love, it's you never work a day in your life. It's like, yeah, that's also what you call somebody who lives on the beach and doesn't ever have any money. Uh, it's th- There's work in everything that you do, right? But you don't mind doing the work when you are passionate about it, right? You enjoy it. You enjoy the work. You will work every day of your life. The choice is whether or not you want to do it in something you're passionate about. And then the work feels like fun, or if you do it in something you you're not passionate about, then the work does feel like work. But I'm not a trader, and I realized that I that I'm not um not willing to put in the time to be good at doing it. Um, another thing is that I, if you would ask me in 2017, I another thing I got wrong is I bought into the hype. I bought into the hype of. Blockchain and all these different products—it's going to solve everything from uh, supply and logistics issues to you know ending human trafficking and track. You know we can we, you know we we could solve lots of you know the refugee crises around the world and uh, you know voting and all this stuff. And I think that came from me not completely understanding what Bitcoin is, and that journey uh, from late. I really started to read up, tried to figure out what Bitcoin is or started to do more reading around the time of the fork because I was, I didn't really understand the total merits of each side. Um, And I still have not, I lean heavily one way, uh, but I have not ultimately decided on whether or not I think on chain or second layer is the preferred method. And it's kind of a coward's way of going about it, but I'll own that. But I'm also not going to be pressured into making some sort of uh, pronouncement that I am for uh, small blocks or I am for big blocks. I'm for lightning, but, you know, but but no, no, I'm, I'm for Unchained. Uh, just because people feel like you should or feel like you have to. Um, I've made those mistakes in the past of not understanding something. Uh, taking a position on something and later coming to regret taking that position on it. And I am in no position where my lack of decision is harming anyone. And I think that my lack of decision is better for the listeners that I do have and that I'm being honest. I'm I'm not going to jump out and say that I am 100% uh, for... The second layer small block um, thesis so that I can garner support from people in that community. I'm also not going to jump out and say, well, no, actually I am for on chain and, and start, you know, doing all that so that I can gain support in that community. I am willing to listen to anybody's ideas and I want to talk to everybody. And that's where I'm at. Uh, so me not knowing what Bitcoin was. I didn't realize that basically most, if not all the other projects out there are just pure junk. Um, I was, I'm not going to name the, you know, some of these projects that I was really passionate, but not passionate about, but had high hopes for. Uh, but there was some that I put a significant financial interest in and I lost money on those. And once I started to really figure out, Um, It wasn't until mid-2018 when I really was starting to understand the whole Bitcoin, not blockchain dynamic that I was going to need to divest from there and invest totally um, in, in, in Bitcoin investments. And once I realized like, okay, putting things on a blockchain aren't necessarily any better than the way that they're doing it now. Like the reason that, bitcoin on a blockchain works is because of one the financial incentive to continue running the network it costs a lot of money to buy mining equipment to run mining equipment to do all this kind of stuff and there you're not going to run that amount of you're not going to spend that amount of money to make sure that you're accurately tracking bananas in a decentralized fashion there's no there's no historical worry that, well, if we do not have banana tracking on the blockchain, you know, if, we, if we, you know that, that there's this huge issue of, well, you know, governments in the past have inflated the the bananas that are en route and then you get there and you're like, oh, I thought I was supposed to get a whole box of bananas, but it's actually just two. Like the, the reason that Bitcoin, it makes sense to do it to spend that amount of money and that amount of energy output for the the mining of Bitcoin, for the securing of the network, is because it is money and you're providing a financial incentive as well for them to do it. And once I started to realize that, I was like, well, you know, a lot of these things that I was like, oh, well, this would be cool. And, you know, oh, and you can just deploy blockchains for this company and this company come in and do that. Um, I realized that pretty much all this stuff is junk. Uh, there's some interesting stuff out there. Uh, like, you know, I just did my episode with Marco um, Pierborn, or Pierboom uh, about Decred. Decred is something that does pique my interest. Um, BAT, Basic Attention Token, does as well. None of this is financial or trading advice or anything like that. I'm just saying where I'm at on some of these. Although, I don't necessarily... I do agree with the maximalist perspective on that. Why couldn't BAT have been Bitcoin? Um but then again, it's, do you know, the only way to make that work really would have to have been with Lightning. And, and Lightning's nowhere near for it. So is it just Brave just going to mark itself as a browser and say, well, eventually we're going to do it. I, I understand why they decided just to go with a token. But uh, I understand that aspect of why they decided to do it. But uh, I don't, I, I do agree with the Maxim's perspective of uh, that BAT in the long run. Um, as a a seemingly means of exchange is not, I don't think gonna ultimately be successful. And I think they're gonna have to pivot at some point, but the concept fascinates me. I think it's very, very cool. Uh, But so in the end, I think this all really, uh, I'll wrap it up here um, just so that it can be under 30 minutes. I think that what what I continue to need to do is to educate myself deeper in this space. Uh, and in related related fields, whether it's cryptography or economics or game theory, so that I can truly understand Bitcoin better. And the more that I understand Bitcoin, the more that I fall in love with it, basically. The more that I love what it does, what it says, um, because every single Bitcoin transaction in, is in itself a form of, I guess, uh, free expression. You are voting with every transaction on the Bitcoin network. And I, I continue to fall in love with the concept even more and what it represents for the future. So I hope that uh, you guys just enjoyed this quick little download of all the different ways that I have screwed up since I got into this space. And I'm sure it won't be the last time. And in a way, I hope that it's not because when I stop screwing up, that means I either stop caring enough to take risks or I have somehow achieved some sort of nirvana status and I'm in the afterlife. So I hope that you guys enjoyed the... Podcast episode today. And if you could do me a quick favor, head over to iTunes and leave a five star review and a written review. That really, really helps. If you want to know the other ways, go to supportmypodcast.com. That's supportmypodcast.com. And I've got all the links there. Shop through our Amazon link. You can support us on BitBacker by making Patreon like monthly donations in Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. And you can do all that sort of stuff at supportmypodcast.com. So once again, I really appreciate you guys listening and see you next week.